We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas, and with me today, producer and co-founder, Brian Goins. Yo, that's my life impression. We got <laughs> pre-gaming co-host, Frankie G. What's going on, guys? And heat up a spoon, you pussies. It's Kenny Spence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um... I don't know if I want that associated with me, but what's going on? I had to. Oh, once. You need to give context on that. Frankie, hold on, hold on, Frankie, hold on, hold on. Frankie asked me to do it. Uh, that's uh, that's something that Kenny once said on a, on a Hangover Time episode, and uh, you know I I had to do it to him just once, just just once for the bit. <laughs> I, I used to be pretty wild, man. Not not to say I wasn't wild a couple of days ago either, because I was, but. Hey man, it's what it is. Gotta live and learn. You know, we have we have fun on this show, and that that's what it's about. But just just a quick laugh. But everybody, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh, trade trade season is uh is in is in full motion. There's lots of stuff going on. Lots of uh lots of deals being made. And I guess let's start at the top. Uh, by the way, you if you want a full breakdown of a lot of the potential deals that Miami can make, check out our YouTube channel. Brian and I were on Bleacher Report's uh, Heat page yesterday, headlining their coverage for the Miami Heat trade deadline for their stuff. So that was a cool opportunity. Uh, Brian and I got to play with, with the trade machine and put a bunch of shit in as chat yelled at us. So check that out on the YouTube page. It was fun, and I think uh, I think Brian did a good job. So Dwayne Dedman. Wait, 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 wait. You did a good job, too. We all did a good job. We had, we, he said we, Brian and I. Yes, okay. uh, yeah, we, oh, we had a good say, time. I heard, I heard me. I was about to say, you need to give yourself credit, too. You, I mean, you, you, did, you didn't mess so with that one point. Where you were clicking like the college basketball on, on Fanspo, so you had to hit the back button. I was yelling at you. That was funny. I, I, we could we could tell stories. Uh, and your and your camera went off too, of course, we on the national platform. We had a fun time, but you know we'll, we'll tell stories at the end. Want to get to the meat and bones of what we got today, which is the mechanic, the artist formerly known as the mechanic, uh, Mr. Cease and Desist himself, Dwayne Dedman, has been uh, traded to the Spurs 
for cash consideration. So Deadman and Miami's Brian, is it their 2028 second round yeah. pick? 2028 second round pick. The only reason I found that out because I actually didn't see it reported anywhere else besides um, uh, Bobby Marks. But yeah, it's a 2028 pick. So they actually do. So I don't know. We can we can get into like what happens let's with Miami right later it, on. Yeah. But um, I think. Well, I tweeted out a whole thing, but let's just get into like the pick situation first. So Miami still has two first round picks. They didn't trade a first round to unload Demons contract, but they did trade one of their two second round picks. I know there's a third one technically that Miami got from okc that's in the year 2026 i don't even know if miami will actually get it. there's like stipulations on that where it can go to the mavs it can go to okc i think can go to i think the sixers and then miami and miami gets like the worst of of those three or those four teams but there's a potential that Miami doesn't even get that pick so I, i'm not even playing that out there because it's pretty much worthless at this point it's like the I think dwayne the wade th- pick that was traded kind to of, the Cavs. yeah kind of yeah so Big to pick. me that's like not even a pick worth mentioning that Miami has to unload um the only only other pick that they have is the one now in 2029 because they can trade up to seven years in advance and unlike first round picks second round picks that you can trade every season so there's mm-hmm. no like every other season with the stepping rule so Miami's traded basically all their fir- their second round picks for the next what six years now, after this move. So yeah, that's kind of fun. <laughs> that's fun. So Deadman goes. Deadman goes for cash considerations, and I guess. And, and Brian, I want you to explain this. So like, I guess what this means is that Miami clears a roster spot because they didn't get a player back. So that's important. They get yeah. he his contract was like four point seven million. So they were pretty much right up against the tax. They get a, they get a little more breathing room so that they can probably convert Orlando Robinson plus use their mid-level ex- or part of their mid-level exception or their biannual exception to kind of fill out the rest of the team with a buyout guy. That's a possibility if they don't make any other moves. And I think more for Heat fans, they don't want to hear that, but it does give them flexibility to go that direction if they don't make a single other move at the trade deadline. Um, I'm kind of thinking that Miami made this move as a precursor for a second move. That's kind of my general basis. To me, it feels like it's signaling that another move is coming. Um, Whether or not that happens, we'll have to see within these next, what, less than 48 hours now um, as we're recording this pod. But yeah, in a way, Miami does go under luxury tax, like you mentioned. They're now... I mean, they were under before, but it's more more under. Yeah, they were about like 190 before this trace, and now they're at 4.86 million. So it does give them more space. Uh, like you mentioned, they need a. They have 13 players on the roster, so they, they have two open roster spots. But Miami must add a 14th player per the CBA. Um, you can only go with 13 players for up to two weeks max, and then you have to add a 14th player on your team. So they eventually will find that 14th player to add. Obviously, the most easiest candidate is probably Orlando Robinson, but they don't need to convert him yet. He still has several weeks on his two-way contract services that they can use up and and then you can sign to a prorated contract. I imagine that's probably what they'll do. I'm actually kind of curious how that's going to work because I know he's coming back from his injury, but who knows if he'll still be healthy enough on that, you know, injured hand or wrist or whatever he, I think it was his thumb, whatever. He's, he said he's going to play hurt. <laughs> so I have no idea how he's going to look. Sounds um, fantastic. But beyond that, Miami does have one second round pick left to trade, like I mentioned. And then they also gained a 4.7 million trade exception, which could come in handy at the trade deadline if not this season then but definitely by next season and absorbing anybody into that would keep them below the tax which is something that they're interested in uh frankie they moved deadman your reactions what 
Um, I need to see a second move. Otherwise, that is horrible cap management, asset management, cap management, because uh, they signed him to be a, a contract. They told them they didn't expect to play him. It was just to use his bird rights, uh, his limited bird rights, or I don't know what it was, but they they got to give him a little bit more than the minimum so they could match a trade. And then they didn't use him at all. They just had to dump him. Like yeah. that's extremely disappointing. Um, when you're already limited in assets, as is, extremely disappointing. If that's all, if, if I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, I'm not ju- judging it yet until something opens up here uh, on the deadline. But as of right now, like that, whole, this whole signing of uh, re-signing Deadman and and giving him the the extra money, this is and then having to dump him, it's an F. It's one. It's a horrible decision in signing. Kenny, are you with Frankie there? Um, I think so. Um, so my optimism. Well, so so my optimism is that um, they did set up set up for a second move, and that was the main priority. But just me being a Heat fan for as long as I've been a Heat fan, being familiar with Pat Riley and some of the stories, my instinct is telling me it was just a disciplinary move um, and the cap space just helps. Um, so hopefully that's not the case. Uh, we saw Barry Jackson report that Kyle Lowry is going to sit out ne- the next few games, and we kind of know Barry Jackson is a mouthpiece for the Heat organization. <laughs> so him sitting out games rather than just like being potentially traded, that's a little – feels like softening the blow, like, hey, nothing's going to really happen. But we will see what happens. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk about Kyle. I'll get back around to what I think of that. But I think, like I said, I think for me, my hope is that it was to set something up. But I think realistically it was probably more of a um, disciplinary move. That's kind of disappointing. Shout out to Alf in chat, gifting out five tier one subs. And then, uh, and then Professor LB, LEB subscribed again at tier one. So six subs on the night already. Uh, Let's go. Professor so, says, "Get us, like Alf said, get us OG." Go ahead, Brian. Yep. Here's where I'll counter with what Kenny's saying. So, disappointing move in what sense? Because you don't have to unload a second round pick to cut him off the team. You could have taken a dead cap hit for the rest of the season if they needed to to open up a roster spot, and they're still under the luxury tax. So, them yeah. getting that second yeah. round pick or unloading so, second round pick to so. open up an extra 4.7 million under luxury tax. Like so. they're getting that luxury tax payment regardless after the season because you know they're not going no. over. Okay. Well, in that sense, yeah, I'm not as worried about it. But my fear was that it was just more of just get him out of here. He's not really yeah. good for the environment. I but if it doesn't make a difference, then disputed. I... He was liked in the locker room. You know, that was reported that you know he was a guy that people liked and everything. So okay, so I'm 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 a little more comfortable now knowing that stuff. Yeah, I think it was Barry might have said it. It was either Barry or Anthony Chang. Somebody, the puppet Anthony Chang, said that he was well liked <laughs> in the locker room. Shmita Smolnik in chat saying he trying to shop at Whole Foods with food stamps and then follows it up with Mickey Harrison really out here living paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> but that, that's the thing though. Like if Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but if they didn't sign him, they would have had enough space uh, under the cap to sign, uh, to use the 15 spot. Right. They yeah. would have been able to use his spot and the next spot. Right. Yeah. So they, with they, a minimum, with, with a minimum, with the minimums. Right. But that's the thing you, you, you wasted the whole season playing extra yeah. shorthanded because you know Udonis' situation. You uh, you didn't have any two ways. You didn't trust Jovic. Uh, you didn't have two ways you could trust into Orlando recently. Um, and they wasted half the season, three two-thirds of the season, really, just not not doing anything because of that. And that's it's so disappointing. I really hope they, they can turn it around, get something. We'll talk about some of those other trades. But it just adds to, like, 
how frustrating of a, a decision they made. I hope they learned from it. I think that that's kind of the biggest criticism that you can say of this kind of era of Miami Heat kind of front office, the, this this latest saga from, you know, kind of post from 30 and 11 to now where they overvalue cap assets. And I don't I don't always blame them. Like, obviously, you know, redacted worked out in their favor, right? Like they moved him for a guy that they wanted and they, they used and it didn't hurt their flexibility. I think they thought they would do the same thing with Deadman. But I think that what Brian's saying is correct, and they they just need to they just they're using this as a precursor to another move, or at least to convert a guy and then kind of sign a buyout guy. Which at the end of the day, again, probably not the best cast asset management. But then, like you're talking about, just filling it out with a minimum, or I guess you could have used your mid level or your biannual exception. I'm sure that they like saving those, but I, I do yeah. think that they very Brian they very rarely use their biannual exception. I, I don't know how many years they've had it and not used it. Uh, to be honest, the last time I remember them using it was the Big Three era. They they, they could have use used it. it. They could have used it when they signed Avery Bradley and who else did they sign that year? Mo Harkless. But instead, they split up the mid level instead. But they had values that were very similar to the biannual too. Now we thought it and was a biannual because it was. Like we thought it was, but ended up being reported later that they just split up the mid level on two players. Um, but yeah, no, they don't really use the biannual. I mean, obviously, because it hard caps them, and you know, they always want to put themselves with the flexibility to go after that, that star, the memorable point of season. So, like at this point, we kind of know that that star is not coming. That that's, that they're willing to go over luxury tax for. So, in my mind, if they want to use the remaining uh, mid level, which is like four point four million that they have, and then their biannual is four point one million that they have to spend, they can use either of those two exceptions to go after a buyout guy if they like and still sign Orlando Robinson later if there is no other move to be made. So I don't know who would be in the buyout market. I've heard reports that Russell Westbrook could potentially be bought out. I don't know how I feel about that, but say he's out there, they could offer him that $4 million contract for the rest of the season. And maybe that's more than enough for everybody else that might be competing for services if if they're even this competition out there. (laughs) But like to me, like if that's what Miami was trying to get out of it, to me, that doesn't seem like they they handled the situation well. Like they they definitely miscalculated um, the Deadman signing because it feels like they should have used him as an expiring contract, you know, for a trade a medium that's move. that that's trying to get somebody that's not a buyout player, like, like Vanderbilt he, or somebody. Exactly. Like of that of that ilk. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how I feel about it in the next forty eight hours. Right now, I'm just like we we know what's out there that Miami can do. What direction they go is you know you have to be seen. Alf gave out another five tier one subs, and somebody says oh, yeah. uh, Alf definitely got that new job. <laughs> this man making it rain like it's Magic City. Shout out to Alf. <laughs> Gotta watch this carnival money Mickey is paying me for my toxic positivity, says Alf in chat. Brian, somebody <laughs> asked a question in chat that if you guys have cap questions or any kind of trade questions, please feel free to ask us what that's sure. what uh, we're doing yeah, this for. expert here. Yeah, we have we have a real expert here. Uh, Vico Bueno asked, so trade exception can only be used for making that salary or less correct so i guess he's asking like how does it yes. how does fitting something into a trade exception work trade exception is used only for a player that makes as much as the trade exception or less you can't go over you can't combine it with another trade exception because miami still has a one point think seven million dollar trade exception from the casey Paula trade they made last <laughs> off season so that's still also up to their they, they can use that as well if they like um that expires actually on the deadline for the trade deadline so this thursday 
Um, the one that they got for this trade for Deadman and still get a year from today from today. So they'll have what February 7th of 2024 to use that if they like. Um, but yeah, in terms of a trade exception, you can't combine it and you can't use it on top. Like, say you want to go do a trade match for like, I don't know, a player that's making $4.7 million more than the, the contracts you're trying to trade match. You can't just like use that on top of the players you're trading. It's, it's basically has to be for a player making that much money that has to fit into that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Which actually, funny enough, fits a couple of players right now that are potentially possible trade um, candidates. So guys like Grant Williams, Jerry Vanderbilt are two names that fit, you know, making $4.7 million or less. In so. that trade exception. So, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although unlikely they just get moved for a trade exception. Usually that, that requires draft equity as well because those guys have Oh, value. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It would have to be draft equity that comes back to Boston or, or Utah. But in a way, it helps them save money under luxury tax. So in a way, that's why me offering them like, like instead of having like cap space to take back a contract, you basically use your trade exception and it works the same way. Listen, you know you know that Brad Stevens loves to get trade exceptions that he'll never use. That is true. Uh, never. Shout out to the frog. Resubscribed at tier oh, one. Oh, there's also another way you can use a trade exception too. You can actually use it to um, claim a guy on the waiver wire. Which never That's happens. That's also another route you can do that. Uh, the frogs have resubscribed to tier one. 21 months! Subscribe to Damn. us. So thank you, the frog. And he also gifted a tier one sub. So uh, we appreciate we appreciate the love here. Um, Chad's asking a lot about Kyle Lowry, and I think he's going to kind of be the talk for the next couple of days. As we said, he kind of set mm-hmm. out. I think one of the interesting things that the Deadman trade does is everything that we said, and it allows you to kind of trade one player for multiple players. So if you trade Kyle to the Clippers, for example, you can get multiple players back in a way that you couldn't before because you had Deadman and it just made it more complicated. Now you could do like a one for two or a one for even, can they do a one for three? I guess no, a two for three. Oh, Miami? Yeah. Miami could do one for three. They I can mean, do one they for three, yeah. If they don't, I mean, obviously you're assuming that they don't 
Exuberland. If you're assuming they sign Orlando Robinson, then no. But if you think that they'll still keep him on a two-way and they don't need him for the playoffs, then sure. They may cut like a guy like Highsmith and then just keep then sign Orlando. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if cut That's interesting. So you guys think, yeah, because I guess if you look at like I, one of the packages for the Clippers that people floated around that keeps them under the tax and fits nicely, it's like Kennard, um, what was it? Kennard, Covington, and um, and John Wall. And like that fits. Right, and it's like, would you rather have Covington and Kennard or Haywood Highsmith? Right at that point, or and Orlando Robinson. Mario Meeks asked, um, "Why, why sign Orlando if Yurt's coming back? Well, because then they'd only have two centers, and if one of them gets hurt, then we're back to playing yeah. Udonis. Yeah, Udonis. Yurt's a free agent. <laughs> wait, wait, has anyone mentioned cutting Udonis yet? <laughs> no way way they do that they they, that's interesting but no way they do that um choppy baby in chat says powell plus covington i don't see the clippers doing that at that point you're getting i think kyle's too much of a question mark that they're gonna give back powell uh, who's like legit good and plays for them yeah that's the thing i wanted to say about kyle is um so i can see a trade possibly happening but i do want to say um kyle's not getting you a player that makes you a contender either and he hasn't been a player that makes you a contender. There is one. We'll so, get to him in a second. Yeah, but I, I just think um, as far as Kyle goes, he's just not getting you that. And as far as the Clippers, I think we do have to kind of like set our expectations a little bit because Robert Covington's not really in the Clippers rotation right now. Luke Kennard helps with the shooting for sure. Um, John Wall surprisingly has been even worse than Kyle Lowry this season. I understand the idea of John Wall and wanting him for so long since he was good, but he's – Real questionable this year, and so I think I don't mind a move being done. If you, I, I say, if you can get something for Kyle right now, and teams want him for some reason, take it. But I will say, it's he's not making you a contender by leaving and bringing someone else in. He's just not been good enough to get you that. A couple things. So somebody who I think has their phone number as their chat name, I'd probably change that. Ask why not Marcus yeah, Morris. <laughs> that's probably a gag, which is funny. But uh, <laughs> so if that's a joke. That's funny. If not, haha. Um, but he's like, why not Marcus Morris? He's another. I think that in a move like that, you're, you're taking, you know, Kennard is probably like the guy that they that plays that you get as like the centerpiece, quote unquote. And then Covington, who's been out of their rotation for a while, and Wall, who's, you know, whatever, bad point guard yeah. or bad point guard swap. And that kind of leads me into Vico Bueno's uh, question. Why do you guys think, what do you guys think about the knee soreness and announcement leak? And, and I'll start with this. And I don't remember if I tweeted this or I just put this on our group chat. Has that looked like a healthy guy to you the last month? Like, does that guy look healthy to you? And I know that he hasn't been, like, great this season. But this has certainly been a huge, like, departure from what he's been. To the point that even I am saying, yeah, he probably shouldn't play these fourth quarters because he looks bad. And I I do think some of that's health. A knee thing makes sense to me. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, but, you know, they, they were thin. So, I mean, they were trying to get some – they were winning games, by the way. And I think kind of sitting him – I mean, he sat a couple games here and there. But I, I think in general, they were winning games. He was out there trying, giving them what, what he could. So, it makes sense to me that, you know, he was hurt. He did carry a huge load for them in the beginning of the season in November, as Frog points out in chat. I, I don't know. I don't I, that's not going to stop a trade. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and, 
And so also, I do want to point out too, to your point, and because that may be seen as an excuse, you making an excuse for Kyle Lowry, oh, what a surprise. But Kyle has been icing his knees on the bench for like three, four weeks now. Like when he sits down in the first quarter or whatever it is. That he, happens. Yeah, he yeah, he does have ice. He has had ice on his knees for a couple of weeks now, maybe three, four weeks actually. So the 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 soreness is it's not fake. Um, and they're trying to. And, I, I'm yeah. sure that they're shopping him. So it's like if you yeah. have a fucked up knee and you could play through it, they're probably like, "Hey, listen, we're tr- you we're trying to see if we move you. Sit for a couple. You're not you're not yeah. feeling well. Hey, sit for a bit. You know, they're not just gonna fucking trade Kyle without telling him. I don't think that's how they do business anymore. This is not the Pat Riley Shack thing. So uh, I'm pretty sure that everybody knows if we know what's going on, they know what's going on. And yeah. I, I, what I'm willing to say is, hey, listen, we don't want you to hurt your knee anymore. It's okay. You could sit. It's just the Pacers. And then, you know, we have a nice break. And then what do they play? Like Houston, a bunch of bad teams. And then we have all-star break. So I wouldn't worry about it. I think Denver's the only good team that they play and that's at home. So I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't look too much into it. I will say, like, how upset would he fans be if, like, Miami does find a trade for Lowry and then he goes through the physical process and then, like, he can't pass that physical? That would be so fucking funny. That's not going to happen. That never happens. That, that happened to Tyson Chandler. And that's why he went to Dallas. Yeah. That's true. I went, forgot about that. And that's why it, it was a spiral effect is the heat lost. The, <laughs> oh, yeah. Bowl, bowl. Having a bowl, bowl, too. Who did he get traded to and then they had to deny it? Uh, Tyson? Was, no. Uh, bowl, bowl. Oh. Who did they want? I have to look that up. I have to look that up. What, what was the question, oh, Kenny? Yeah. Um, who he got traded to that he couldn't go to because he felt the Oh, the Celtics. Oh, I'm glad that didn't happen. I'm so glad that didn't happen. I would have hated to see him over there. People are asking, uh, so Jordan won the best ass. Maybe you guys answered already, but does Duncan survive another trade deadline? Probably. It yes. looks like it. Um, yeah. I think ideally you'd want to trade him with Kyle uh, to, 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 to baby like Toronto and get like Gary Trent and an OB and something, but that's never the... mind. It was the Pistons. Oh yeah, it's fine. So, so. <laughs> they, they, Oh, you're wrong. Tall guy, Brian. Uh, they had taco fall the Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Celtics had bowl bowl. They traded him to the magic. Um, I think at some point he yeah. was on the Pistons. Well, he was supposed to get traded to Pistons from Denver and the Pistons medical staff, um, voided it because he didn't pass his physical. Then he got traded to the Celtics and the Celtics quickly traded him to, uh, to the magic. Uh, yes. Professor in chat says Monte Yunus from the Rockets to the Nets also failed because of the physical. So we never know. Anything's right. in the words of Kevin Garnett, anything's possible. But yeah. knock on wood that that doesn't happen, right? And, yeah. and way back uh, in the day, um, way back in the day, Matt Geiger fell on the physical, stopped Alan Novice being <laughs> no, he stopped Alan Novice from being traded that's to the a funny name. Kenny, you might think this yeah. is funny when they played the Knicks and I saw that they showed Latrell Sprewell on the on the on the sideline. <laughs> My, what's your first Latrell Sprewell thought? Because I only have one. Oh no! Nah, I gotta be honest, man. Like this, Heapy's not the platform to really go into my. It's not really to go into like my love for old basketball, but I'm a huge fan of Latrell Sprewell, so I can't really like my stuff's all positive. My stuff, name, name my, your favorite Charlotte Bobcat. Mine is favorite Charlotte Bobcat is Gerald Wallace. Wow! Oh, that's a, that's a name crash. Um, Okafor. I remember Okafor. Uh, him Latrell Sprewell choking PJ Carlissimo. And I just that's what I think. I just think that's so funny. I just think this old man is getting fucking choked by Charles Freewell. And I just imagine (laughs) his hands flailing. Like, help. 
I don't remember if Durant was on that team or whatever, but it was yeah. funny, bro. I'm sorry. That's hilarious. Uh, chat, Frog says, Josh McRoberts. Josh McBoberts. Bobcats legend. McBobs. Uh, McBobs. Steven Jackson. I thought I thought that'd be Kenny's for sure. Al Jefferson's, yeah. Jimothy Buckets. Who was the, who's the point Somebody was tweeting about Al Jefferson today. That guy gave the big three heat fits. They would win all those Man. games, but he's the Denzel meme. I'm coming home with something. And that's something with no. 30 and 15. <laughs> I wish I, I think it was Eric the Great who was always in our chat reminding me that game LeBron had 61. Al Jefferson had 38 and 19. <laughs> on, I, wa- had, I watched he had, he I had watched 38 that, and 19 yeah. on 18 for 24 from the field. Gee, Gross. we watched that game together with your mom in your in your living room. Right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, I do remember. You had the mask, right? Yep. Let me tell you something. My my mom calls She's me. She's hilarious. She calls me the other day and she goes, "Hey, have they traded Chunky yet?" And I'm pretty sure you can imagine who Chunky is. Uh, my mom's a troll. She's she's the worst. I we, you know we need you to read your your uh, your mom's t- uh, heat takes on. on, on uh, we got to do uh, something live. that'd be funny. I you know I was I was in therapy and I was telling my therapist about just the whole Kyle Lowry trade thing. Like I was like, man, people are just so angry at this guy, and Twitter's been so toxic. And she goes, "Who's Kyle Lowry?" And I go, "Oh, he's a player on the Heat." She goes, "Oh, doesn't he suck?" And I was like, "I can't <laughs> even escape it. This is my safe space." Can you be the name of the pod? Oh my god, <laughs> he's stuck. I want to close the show with two things. One of them, uh, so it's been reported that he'd have interest in Dario Saric, which um, is a huge, See, it's man. a huge letdown. Chat's making fun of me for talking about Lowry in therapy. I knew you guys would get a kick out of that. Um, I listen. I'm out on. I don't want Saric. I'm sorry. I just. Is he even playing? I don't no. even know what the move would be. I don't know, man. Probably just. I mean, salary's not very big. I mean, you could, maybe you could move the trigger. Good path or Spo would like him. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this this feels like oh, this wait, feels like Bellin. This feels like yeah. like, like like belly Hold all on. over again. He's shooting thirty nine percent from three. We're back, baby. Wait, how many attempts? That's important. One point nine. This is fucking. <laughs> this is fucking. In Fifteen minutes. Bailey, it's y'all all over oh, again. Man. For thirty six, it's almost five. We, we were like, oh, Bailey's got handle. He could shoot a little bit, and he just came over here and just did nothing. He was awesome and on the Warriors. We left. Yeah. Uh, like man. Okay, Dario Sarge makes nine point two million dollars. Miami doesn't have the. Contract I don't think they can do that. <laughs> what's that? What's now that, that now what, that Deadman's gone, they don't got the. What's the British guy? You don't have the facilities for that, big man. Yeah, we don't have the facilities <laughs> for that. Like, yeah, we can't afford Dario Sarge. People are gonna be mad on Thursday. They can if like you give Caleb and like fucking three minimums. Yeah, like, but the, like the, 
the assets Miami would trade for that, like, that's, there's no way Miami would make that. Maybe trade. be like, hey, Depot, uh, you want to be a son? <laughs> like, <laughs> win a ship. Because all the Depot, by the way, has a no trade clause. Because when you sign a, a one and one, a one plus player option, it's automatically included, just like Myers Leonard. But a lot of times, like with Myers, it was, you know, kind of a wink, wink. Um, you know, you. We gave you that contract so that if we trade you, you'll say yes. We basically <laughs> gave you a big payday to trade because nobody's going to give you this money. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I guess that's how we feel about Dario Saric. Uh, chat saying Saric and Tory Craig for Duncan works. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it does. <laughs> it doesn't mean like Saric <laughs> and Jay for Duncan. So I last mean... thing, last thing on the docket. Uh, Kevin Gar, Kevin Garnett, Kevin Durant is um, Kevin Durant appears that he's gonna miss the All Star game, which means he needs a, he needs a replacement. And I have a question for my wonderful panel here. There's no way Jimmy says yes, right? Jimmy declines. Jimmy's in absolutely not. Jimmy's in vacation mode. Yeah, Kenny's like, no way. (laughs) He already paid for his trip, and there's like a there's no refund on it. So yeah, he's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember that one year he just sat out, even though he was there. He's like that man does not care about all. So I hope they don't send him there. It was one year he played like four minutes, got like four or five turnovers, and decided the rest (laughs) of the game. I was like, I think it was his first year. I was like, God damn it, Jimmy. So, so Jimmy. <laughs> he's the most, he's just the most anti all-star game kind of offensive player. Cause like, even well, why Kyle, do I have to talk to Nikias? Even Kyle Korver, <laughs> way more fun. You know what I mean? Cause like, they're like, Oh, it's like kind of like a vanity. It's like, Oh, this like little white guy is like, give him the ball, let him shoot, you know, hold up, let him cook. You know, Jimmy is just, what's he going to do? Fucking play defense and grift you like to 22 yeah. and eight. Like, no, but you know what, though? And I'm just going to confess this. Me and Jimmy do have something in common, and I also don't like All-Star Weekend. I'm not aren't a fan of both, it. Aren't you both, like, six foot six tall, too? I like it. <laughs> Jimmy's a little taller than me. But I, I, I don't know. I, it's just – I just don't – I don't know. For me personally, all, the dunk contest is dead, first of all. I don't want to see that anymore. Three-point contest is fun. Sure. The game sure. itself, sure. like, sure. yeah. It should be fun. I like All-Star. I like watching it's that. Like Stan Oh, Shane and Sharp. I was about to say yeah. Shane and Sharp. Yeah, I don't it. know, man. <laughs> Cartiliana. We got we got Mac McClung in the dunk contest this year. I don't want to watch it. It's fun. When, it's fun. It was fun it's when Chris Bosh was winning that one event. Yeah. The uh, what was stars. it? The shooting stars. Shooting stars. Yeah, I've 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 come to an understanding that All Star Weekend is is not for diehard basketball fans who like want to see stuff happen. It's just yeah. for people who just yeah, it's for casual fans. I and know. that's fine. It has its place, but I probably won't be watching. I hear the parties are good. Like in the city, in Utah. Well, no, in Utah, no. But like, if they do it nah, in it's Miami, gonna be crazy in Utah, because there's nothing yeah. to do. There's gonna be all kinds of illegal shit happening. Imagine the debauchery here if they do an All Star weekend. That's dangerous. And they need to add a one versus one. That would be cool. They did. That's try, a great idea. Didn't like, they try adding like a horse contest? Nobody would Not do that. Failed. There's just too much. I on think the, they did. Kenny, there's too much on the line for a one versus one. Yeah. Nobody would yeah. do it. You can't Cowards. be the dude. Yeah. Like. I love Kenny's tweet about when LeBron, you know, during the the Dwight Nate Robinson dunk contest, yeah. LeBron's like, "I, LeBron James, will be in the dunk contest next year." And Kenny's like, "Kenny, what did you say?" Well, no, I noticed this years ago. Like he, because when you, when I was sixteen, I think watching that, I was like, "Oh man, LeBron's gonna be in the dunk contest." But now I see it as an adult who's been drunk before. Like he was just drunk. <laughs> he did, like the way he, like he said. <laughs> This year, I'm this giveaway. He said, I'm preliminary interim. Like, preliminary is not a word. In preliminary, <laughs> and, and like, and put, put it on a preliminary t-shirt. Game, 
and preliminary doesn't go there. So it's like, all right, he's definitely drunk saying that. And so I think people wouldn't hold him to the standard of like he lied to us if they understood, like, yo, like All-Star Weekend is All-Star Weekend. He wasn't participating Saturday night. LeBron is, we see now a wine connoisseur. He was drunk. I don't mm-hmm. know, man. Kenny, Kenny, uh, looking up Merriam-Webster, preliminary is a word. It's a noun. No, pre- preliminary is a word. Preliminary is not. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's preliminary <laughs> better be what, what the Heat did with that Deadman trade. Somebody... That has to be a preliminary move for something Yeah, and else. preliminary doesn't go there. You, you don't say, I'm preliminary entering my name into the, like, it's somebody, not a thing. Somebody clip this, please. <laughs> Ras Pervera says, I'd be down for an East versus West dodgeball game. That would be fun. <laughs> I'm I'm nah. in on dodgeball, like dodge, like bro. Don't, dodgeball? Don't don't give John Morant the chance to harm nobody. <laughs> Did you see that they put Green or uh, Eight Mile to uh to John Morant? I was like, that's just. No. <laughs> oh God! I was like, oh no! I was like, he this man, the this most man went to private NBA. school and had the nuclear family, and they're making fun of him for that. It is the most hated team in NBA. Huh? Probably not. Right? Yes, well, they, they are. To me, they are. Is that all? They're that's annoying. what he thinks. Dylan Brooks doesn't yeah, listen you know, anywhere that Dylan Brooks is. No one's gonna like you. It's just a rule. You know, they're, they're for sure the most hated, but it's absolutely their fault. I saw somebody like, say, I don't, I don't, I don't know who tweeted this, but they're like, the 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 Grizzlies are kind of like the Warriors, in which they kind of want to be badass, but you can't be badass when all you do is whine. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Somebody in chat goes, uh, the his real name's Clarence. So I was curious, and I looked up J- John Morant's real name. It's Demetrius. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Demetrius Jamel Moran. It was like when I found out Young Jeezy's name was Jay Jenkins. I was like, this guy, <laughs> no way. I go, no, I, I refuse. I want to unlearn that. I also found out recently that Javon Carter's real name is Leroy. <laughs> I just like, all right, well, I can't look at him. This, like, he's Leroy to me. Does now. that be Jay Jenkins? Jay Jenkins is Yeah, Leroy's a crazy name. name to have. Huh? That's <laughs> a crazy name, man. Leroy, Leroy, Leroy automatically makes you 35. Yeah, 100%. When I was a his teenager, hair, you know? and I found out 50. He's only bald because his name is Leroy. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I think 50's name is kind of lame, too. And your name is Curtis. Yeah, Curtis. I mean, yeah. Jackson's a cool last name, but Curtis. I don't know. Jackson is a little too common to be cool. No, like everybody's Jackson. last name is I think Jackson. Jackson. I, think, I think it's cool. It, 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 connotes, it connotes what he gave off. Yeah, it connotes what many men was about. Curtis, let me see if Fifty Cent has a middle name. Banger, by the sense. way. Many men. I'm a game guy though. Oh yeah. Shout out to Leroy many and men. Tobin, uh, Mario Meeks, and yeah, guys. So uh, you know that's that's really been uh, not much not much else to report. We're on OG Watch. We're on Fred yes. Van Vliet Watch. We're on. Kevin Can we talk Durant about watch. that? How uh, uh, um, let Brian fit, talk about well, how that's possible? Really quick, um, we did yesterday. Fifty Cent's middle name is James. So Curtis James Jackson, Curtis Jimmy know. Jackson. Yeah, I don't know. That's about funny. That. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. So what Frankie just said. If you want to know how a Heat OG and an Obi trade is possible, Brian and I get into it on our Bleacher Report special. So it's on the pod feed. If you want a visual <laughs> guide where we kind of move things like Bobby Marks, it's on YouTube. Check it out, Miami Heat beat YouTube mm-hmm. page. Uh, hangover time is tomorrow. The return of pregaming with Kenny. And Frankie mm-hmm. is tomorrow as well. Heat Pacers, we got you covered. God, Lord knows what Brad has, Brass has planned for Deadman. You know something. You know Brass is cooking up something. Uh, I saw Deadman earlier. Smith and Smolnik said that you know the Spurs also sent a new uh, thermogun. Did you guys see the Heat account? I know that this. Oh was, yeah, that was messy. 
the Heat account tweeted Tyler Hero with the Thermagun. And I'm like, I don't know how on purpose this was. It had to have been on purpose. This is like such a random, like, yeah, that was on purpose. Out of today of all days. Especially like admin has a history of being messy like they knew they i like knew they i like admin i like it that's my favorite admin. admin is danny martinez the key twitter legend but after danny i think this is my favorite admin Dan, danny's one of us man danny's one of us uh i hope you guys enjoy the show we will be back tomorrow for your game day coverage and then on thursday we'll bring you live and post trade reaction stuff make sure to follow us at mi heatbeat and more than anything follow at by brian goins as Brian's going to tweet out kind of cap updates, and we'll retweet it from the Heatbeat account. Follow me at Janavis103, uh, Kenny at Kenny Spence NBA, and Frankie at FrankieG underscore. Uh, it'll all be in the description of this podcast. We love you guys. Infinite possibilities, OG possibilities, and we will see you tomorrow. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.